I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can bow like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back and welcome in to another episode of the Shooters Touch podcast. We are so appreciative that you're here as we continue to try to grow this game of basketball one story at a time. And we can tell going back, looking through the numbers, it looks like maybe we have a few people jumping on board, uh, going through the catalog and listening to some of the old episodes. We really do appreciate it. Um, We're excited you're here and hopefully uh, we can help you get caught up at some point. With that, let's uh, talk about today's episode and guests. We bring on Megan Meyer, sharpshooter for the Drake Bulldogs, uh, originally from Mason City, mega scorer while she was at Mason City, uh, all-tournament team state champion as a freshman, and then just individually continued to improve her game, her numbers. Um, when she was done at Mason City, left a leading scorer. Uh, in school history amongst other records from Mason City and so cool story went to Iowa and then ultimately transferred over here to Des Moines to Drake and so we talked her through that whole story and growing up and what sports was like in a competitive house like hers Uh, we think you'll really enjoy this one as always shoot or shoot well Megan Meyer welcome to the shooter's touch Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are uh, excited to to, um, have a chat with you here tonight. Thanks for your time, first of all. Um, I guess here to kick things off, how has uh, has practice gone these first couple weeks? Yeah, it's been great. Um, You know, we're here all summer, so we get a little bit of a taste of how the season's going to be like back in June. But being able to like officially start things off and, you know, like the hours are up, so we're there a lot more. But it's it's been really fun and um, I'm looking forward to a great season. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to uh, uh, watch that too. And you know, obviously the um, you know success that the program has had the last couple of years uh, has helped that too. So we're excited to see that. Um, what are a couple of things you're most excited about this year? Um, I'm definitely most excited about just our team this year. I feel like has a lot more experience. Um, we had five incoming freshmen last year and then me at transfer, obviously, so six. So mm-hmm. just having to, everybody to learn that new system, I feel like we really have it down this year. So just looking forward to, you know, we have a tough non-conference schedule. So starting things off there and then making a run in conference in our conference tournament. Yeah. What, um, with, with those incoming freshmen, you know, as you kind of mentioned, you've obviously been through it before and there are many others on the team that have, um, what's some, uh, advice that you have given them, um, here on these first couple weeks of practice? Cause you know, as a lot of us know, you know, there's a difference between those summer workouts and, you know, actually right. having that practice and, you know, having it every day, um, and trying to, or, and having to be, you know, really, really, um, 
in that practice uh, and stuff like that. So what's some advice you've given to them? Yeah, I definitely, the biggest piece of advice I try to um, have them take away is just like going for it, like giving your best effort every day. You might, you might not know exactly what you're doing, but as long as you are putting yourself out there and like communicating and trying to do all the little things, like it's going to come along. So I think the biggest thing is just effort. And then, um, you know, like listening to your body, like if you need a break, on an off day, just like focusing on school or doing whatever, like not trying to like over consume yourself with how, how often you're at the gym and things like that. That's a good, uh, good lesson and good thing to, to learn as early as possible. Um, right. Obviously, you know, you kind of everyone feels like they're invincible, especially at that age, and you can exactly. kind of do everything. And so being able to find a way to, to, to balance everything out. And oh, by the way, you still got to go to class, you still got to get your schoolwork done. So <laughs> right. So that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Um, so speaking of this summer, you guys had a big summer. Uh, probably the biggest part of that is a, a trip to Italy. Um, yeah. Tell, lay that out for us a little <laughs> bit. Um, what, what what was that kind of all entail? And then obviously, what were some of the highlights for you? Yeah, no, the trip to Italy is something like I'll definitely never forget for the rest of my life. Um, we were very fortunate and blessed to be able to go there. I just feel like our coaches gave us a lot of free time and had all these activities scheduled up for us. So it was really cool. Um, like team bonding experience, you know, like going out to eat together, um, seeing like the, all the different uh, monuments together and things like that. Um, and it was also just really fun to be able to play like three basketball games there and just like, kind of, you know, introduce the freshmen and everybody to like an actual game day, like what that's like, like riding the bus, warming up and things like that. So it was really fun. And, yeah, it was just a great experience. I'll just never forget it. <laughs> what was the competition like uh, as far as for, for the other teams? Was it something that, you know, comparable to what you'll see in the Valley or maybe, you know, maybe did some things well, but stepped slower? Like, what? how would you, what would you say? Yeah, how did um, I would say like the biggest difference was the women were really pretty, like they were a little bit older. So it was like the national teams. Yeah. So it was like ages, you know, like 18 to like 35 and things like that. So I would say it was way more physical. The refs there definitely don't call much fast pace. You know, it's only 24 seconds shot clock. But um, other than that, I'd say it's pretty comparable. You know, like we had to play good defense because they were big, they were strong. Otherwise, they were going to score. And um, just being able to like run the floor like Drake is our main focus is transition. So just like like doing that. Um, But yeah, those were my biggest takeaways was just them being older and more physical. So from a little bit of the pitcher journey and some of the social media posts and stuff that you guys had going on, um, it looked like you got cooking a little bit over there, though. From, from <laughs> yeah. what I saw, it looked like you played pretty well, shot the ball pretty well. I saw one mm-hmm. pitcher. Um, I don't know if you made it or not, but you were shooting a little scoop layup from your about your elbow. It looked like the ball. I don't know if you made that one or not. Uh-huh. But uh, what did you think about uh, your game and how things went for you over there? Yeah, no, I, I was a little worried about how I was going to shoot the Euro ball, you know, because it's a different yeah. ball. So, but I, yeah, they were falling for me. So it was fun. My teammates were finding me. Um, it was weird. Like the gyms there had no AC. So I just was sweating, but sometimes it's just more fun, you know, when you're like feeling really warm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really fun to just, you know, see the ball go in the hoop and just like have that confidence before you like real games actually start. It uh, feels like a, a shooter's gym. You a little bit smaller, a little bit warm, yep. maybe a little bit darker. Like exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's when, spot on. <laughs> that's when that's when shooters uh, t- shooters tend to come out. So. Yeah. 
Um, so as far as summer goes, though, you had another big event um, this past summer, too. I think you had a wedding or something. Is, yep. Does that sound right? How did that, how yep. did that go? <laughs> yeah, that was also another fun day. Um, yeah, just like I, so I was my sister got married, obviously, and then I was her maid of honor. So I was a little nervous giving my speech and everything beforehand. That's what I was mainly focused on, you know, not their, not their important day, but (laughs) it was, um, everything went smoothly and it was, it was a great day. And I'm, I was happy to see her, you know, she'd get, get a right person to spend the rest of her life with. So, um, Mm -hmm. we didn't know five on five games or anything broke out at, uh, at the reception. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hoopers walking around. (laughs) Right. I know. Yeah. There was, um, you know, there was like one of those hoops you have on a stick, with oh, like yeah. a little mini ball that was going on. So like you said, you can't, there's not, there's not going to be no basketball at a wedding like that. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. A lot of, uh, look like, uh, from, from what I could tell anyway, too, a lot of attack teammates, um, yep. and stuff too, girls from, you know, mixed from college or whatever, mm-hmm. high school, different high schools, which is cool, which is fun. Um, yeah. for, for us to see, um, you know, being, the fact that at the end of the day, we all love the game, but it's the relationships um, that is the big thing that we gain and grow from it. And it's a big reason why we do this podcast. And so it's fun to see, you know, those people get together for those those right. um, times in life in which that they'll never forget. And so for sure. uh, that was cool. Um, so with that, that kind of turned turn the hands back a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about growing up and, and what life was like for, for you in the, the big city of Mason City um before we get going we actually we've had we've had quite a few mason city people on the podcast now that i think about it right. i feel like we've talked about this quite a bit but um first question taco tico is it uh <laughs> overrated underrated what's the deal there i i'm thinking it's underrated i wow. i like taco tico i'm i'm a big taco girl so like that's one of like my favorite meals and there's just something about it hits the spot nice that uh, mm-hmm. I thought I I think you get two different answers when you ask people from Fort Dodge and you ask people from Mason City. <laughs> right. what, I would agree with that. <laughs> on, on Taco Tico where they fall on that. What about um? So what about the Southbridge Mall? Now you you're a little bit younger, so you I don't. Did you see Southbridge in the heyday, or what do you remember? Um, I mean, I was I was growing up when there was like the American Eagle, so that was nice. The um Victoria's Secret, but you know that was about it. Yep. I, my personal favorite was the pretzel maker. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. way better than Auntie Anne's or whatever Des Moines people like pretzel makers were <laughs> at. But yeah, it's definitely not a place I really went to a lot. What does <laughs> a what 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 does a mall in its heyday look like then, Brian? Oh, it, I mean that was the place to be. It's like was that you, the heyday? Yeah, like you go back, um, you know, late '90s. Like you used to go to Southbridge. I mean, every spot was full. You you hit up Sam Goody. You'd go to like all those places. Oh, yeah. Yes, here. Um, and they had that. I feel like they had they had um, maybe like a laser tag even or something going on in there. I mean, that place was. Uh, and was it? Th- this was when Decker's was across like across the street too. Okay. See, you're like, no, I was like, Brian, oh, yeah. I, was, I was four. <laughs> you're talking about this. <laughs> so maybe even younger, because when were you born? You were born like 90, 99? 2000. Oh, geez. Adam. Yeah. We're old, Adam. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> there, were, there were no Sam goodies in 2000. No, she's she not know what a CD is. So, um, so let's get back to basketball. So growing up, what was what was sports like? Obviously, you had an older sister um, that played. Um, I know your brother was active as well. Um, active parents. It's, I thought I saw somewhere where uh, your dad was a beaver. So we'll we'll get to that a little bit later as we move down um, down the road. But what, what was growing up and what role did sports play in your life as a child? Yeah, I feel like sports just played a huge role in our family's life. Um, growing up, like we'd always be in the backyard. We had um, like a little cement court with a hoop, like in a three-point line. And I had, so my older brother, like you mentioned, and Mackenzie, my older sister and I, we'd be out there like all day, but I don't think it ever ended without somebody crying or there being a fight. So grew up like that. And then just played a lot of like backyard baseball, you know, football, everything. Um, we'd go to the gym all the time. Like sports were just, we all loved it. And it was just like very competitive family. So I don't know if it was a good thing that we were so involved in sports because I think a lot of arguments broke out, but we had a lot of fun with it. So when did, uh, at what age do you remember like competitive basketball starting? Did you play club? Uh, I know eventually you worked your way down to attack, but what did that mm -hmm. look like in the younger years? Yeah. So I actually started playing AU in third grade. Um, I started with kingdom hoops and then in fifth grade. And then when Mackenzie was in eighth grade, we switched over to attack kind of like a year or two after they broke apart and yeah, played AU for attack all the way from fifth grade until my junior year of high school. Oh, wow. That's mm -hmm. yeah. That's interesting. So did, um, did you have any other girls from your team that were going down there or what did, what did um, that yeah, like? nobody from Mason city until high school, I had a teammate. I can't, I don't know how old she was when she started, but she was a year younger than me and she played, um, for a couple of years. But other than that, yeah, my parents, they were just road road warriors driving us down like three to four times a week, you know, tournaments on the weekends. So very thankful for that. You, uh, you know, that I 35, south trip probably pretty well yeah probably that's, could drive with my eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome did yeah. well uh, any other sports uh growing up and then yeah um, ultimately in high school what did that look like or you were track soccer. you were speaking yeah i had to track right? yep yep okay. track in high school but growing up um soccer was always my favorite sport until like seventh grade i definitely loved playing soccer um basketball i did cross country in middle school track in high school but really just my main focus after that seventh grade when I kind of my my club soccer team kind of like fell apart I just basketball you know I just fell in love with it so that's interesting mm -hmm. um so what'd you run in track um I did like 200s 400s and then I high jumped okay did you have any college interest from track uh no not really I never really pursued that at all yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's interesting I, I like I said I remember reading that or seeing that somewhere um mm -hmm. that uh track was kind of your jam too yeah. um but it's kind of hard like you said so seventh grade on obviously you're starting to see some success with club basketball right um but then going out and being a freshman and winning state um and being on the all tournament team kind of uh kind of solidifies the fact that <laughs> hey, I think basketball is going to be my thing and so yeah um walk me through that freshman season a little bit um obviously you're so your sister's a senior that year so you kind of have um you know a leader and a mentor uh, to be able to help you but stepping in freshman basketball at that level 
um, is scary uh, for anybody, even someone with the skill set that you have. But uh, what do you remember about kind of the first couple days of practice and maybe the first game starting out and then uh, as we lead up to March and that state tournament run? Yeah, so freshman year is definitely like fun being able to play with McKenzie. Um, like you said, the competition, like we were in the CIML um, back when I was at Mason City. I think they just switched conferences, but it's always a loaded conference, especially for girls basketball. A lot of talented players, so that's always a little bit nerve wracking. But funny you mentioned like the first days of practice. And so Mackenzie and I, you know, didn't really get along the greatest growing up. Um, like I said, just very competitive with each other. So pretty sure it was like the third day of practice ever in high school. So I'm already nervous. Forget my water bottle. And we're doing this like full court drill. And I just go over and grab Mackenzie's and take a sip out of it because I mean, like we're sisters, it's not a big deal. Like I'm gonna drink her water. He comes over and is like, is that my water bottle? I'm like, yeah, takes it out of my hand and squirts the whole water on me during the middle of practice. And so our coach was so mad that we had to all get on the line, like the rest of the team and run for like 15 minutes straight. And everybody on the team was just like, Mackenzie, oh my, like, why'd you do this? So yeah, we started off on, you know, not a great note. Um, and then further down the season, there would be a couple times like Mackenzie would be yelling at me on the court because I think she'd try to take her frustrations out on me because she knew she could yell at me because I was scared of her and I wouldn't say anything back. Um, so then my dad got really mad at her. And after that point, things kind of were smooth sailing. Um, I feel like things started to mesh really well together. One of the highlights of my freshman year was we played Valley at home and I think they might've been like one or two in the state at that time. And I, she missed a game winning three and I like bounced off the rim right into my hands and I put it in for a buzzer beater. And she like ran into the locker room after the game and was like, Megan, I promise I'll never be mean to you again. <laughs> like things like that. <laughs> so those are just like pretty funny stories that I'll, I'll always remember. But yeah, then, you know, just going to the state tournament, um, obviously it's nerve wracking. I feel like I just tried not to think about it as such a big game and just like focus on it as any other game. And it was a lot of fun seeing like everybody on our team step up during those games and just come out on top. Yeah. So going through that, um, as far as from a role standpoint, um, was it something where you were kind of, you know, you're spotting up, obviously you've always kind of been a shooter. Is it something where you were taking open shots, um, when, when available, um, to start with and then how did things kind of progress for you as a as a player throughout that freshman year yeah definitely um, you know I try to always be confident in my shot because that's something like I feel like I'm labeled as a shooter but yeah like you said it started to progress and I feel like I got a lot more confident with my passing that year and just being able to like get it inside um, like make the extra pass things like that and then I feel like once I got stronger with the ball and more confident, I that's when I like started attacking the rim. And I feel like maybe not as much my freshman year, just because we had McKenzie and some other seniors that were pretty strong and could do that. But then throughout high school, I feel like that also became like a really big part of my game is just like attacking the rim and being able to finish there also. Well, yeah, moving once we move past your freshman year, you pretty much averaged 25 a game for the rest of your high school <laughs> uh -huh. career. So, so getting buckets was never, never really, <laughs> never really an issue for you. But, um, how so how big was it 
so two things one obviously 2016 was year you guys won the 4a state title so that was also the same year you guys dropped to or they went to five classes and so you yes. guys went to 4a correct yeah but as you mentioned you're still playing in the ciml um you're still playing the likes of valley who i wasn't zoe zoe was she was a senior my grade right? too she yeah. was your grade she was your grade yep. so you know, you're playing the valleys and the dowlings and the johnstons um mm -hmm. night in and night out um so how how big was it though then to get down to, to well even tournament time obviously going through before that but then to get to des moines and uh, and start seeing different teams but also being able to be at that 4a level yeah no it was it's definitely something that i really liked um it kind of sink would stink because we wouldn't enter state with like the best record you know we'd have more losses than everybody else just because we'd be playing those tougher competition teams but I think it definitely paid off just getting used to that like high tempo, strong physical basketball. Then when we would go to state and play the four A teams, like they, obviously they were still really good and strong or whatever. But yeah, it'd be different because we know nothing about them. Uh, haven't seen them all year. But I just remember my freshman year, we were the eight seed and we had to play an undefeated Western Dubuque first round, and just being able to like knock them off as an underdog is always just a really fun feeling. Yeah, that had to help out a lot, um, you know, just the competition alone during the regular season. But um, explain to us a little bit how that felt, um, you know, when that when that final buzzer sounded um, and you're a state champion with your older sister. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what was the you know, was there an embrace after the game? You know, how was the locker room after that with more specifically you and her? Yeah, it was um, just an incredible feeling. You know, we were able to have our, all of our grandparents there and just like, I know it was so special for them. And the whole, like, I just feel like the whole community of Mason City was at that game. I remember like looking up in the stands and there's just like a sea of red. So that was just like so cool to have so much support from those people. But yeah, it was such, such a special moment for my family and I and just being able to share that with Mackenzie as an experience is really, really cool. And not a lot of people can do that, so pretty lucky so i i vaguely remember watching that game um on tv um and at the time you know oh the, the meyer sisters like you know not didn't didn't think a whole lot at the time obviously new mckenzie was going to iowa um, uh -huh. like man that, that freshman played well like that was really impressive i know you averaged like 18 throughout that run down at state tournament um mm -hmm. but then to hear your name called for all state or all sorry all tournament team um what, what was that feeling like? I mean, for, for a freshman, like you're kind of still trying to figure out this whole thing and where you fit on this team and how everything right. works. You win state, you that's taken care of. And then you hear your name called for all tournament team. What do you, what do you remember about that moment? Yeah, I just definitely remember that as like something I was not expecting at all. I don't even think I knew they did all tournament team after state yeah. tournament. So it wasn't <laughs> even on my mind or in my radar at all, like throughout the three games, which probably helped me because I wasn't thinking about it. But um, yeah, to hear my name called, I was like in shock and just like so excited. And then like right after my name's called, I hear Mackenzie's like the captain of the state tournament team or the all tournament team. So that was also really cool just to like know that she's going out as a senior accomplishing all that. And I can like stand right by her doing it. So, so it was really cool. Yeah, that's definitely got to be special and something you mm -hmm. two uh, will, will always remember. Um and so then moving forward, so, you know, as we breeze through, did you, did you make it to, to stay all four years? Is that what? Um, every year, but my sophomore year. Okay. That's what I thought. And I feel like yep. the, the Drake page said that you made it all four years. And I'm like, I don't think they made it as a sophomore. <laughs> who, did, yeah. who did, uh, who, who'd you guys get beat by your sophomore year? We lost at Carlisle my sophomore year. Okay. 
Yeah. Uh, Carlisle didn't make it to state your, um, your, your sophomore year, but then made it back your junior year. Uh, yep. right. But got beaten the first round. Yep. Putting you on the spot. Do you remember who you guys played that year? Um, I even Ballard. I don't, I don't That's, know. You don't know. You don't remember those. It was Grinnell. Grinnell. Right? Oh, Grinnell. yeah, they were good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so, um, lost to Grinnell who would end up, um, getting second place that year. Okay. Um, how are, how are things changing here as we're moving through your career? Um, we talked a little bit about you getting more aggressive going to the hoop. How is the leadership position for you kind of starting to change now? Um, you know, now as you kind of start, um, becoming the one that everyone's kind of leading on and, and expecting, you know, in your junior going into now almost your senior year, uh, mm-hmm. how did that change a little bit for you? Yeah, I definitely took on much more of a leadership role. Um, just like trying to encourage my teammates to do like basketball on the off season, you know, try to get together. We did like a fall league that year down in Des Moines, which obviously it's a little bit harder for us to travel there because we're two hours away than like the rest of the CML schools we play. But um, yeah, just taking on that leadership role, just having like open gyms, you know, on Saturday mornings when nobody wants to like go to the gym and things like that. So trying to get people in the gym and then like for myself, I feel like just confidence. That's always been something that I've had, like, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, in basketball. So just like always trying to focus on being confident and knowing that people want to hear my voice and like, you know, in situations like that, like look after me. So yeah, being more confident in my vocal role. And so then going into that senior year, um, what kind of, what do you remember as far as two things? One, as far as determination for you, um, I, I would imagine you kind of have a little bit of that uh, hungry taste in your mouth after winning as a freshman and putting in all this work and you see yourself getting better. And, you know, I'm sure there's nights where you're like, oh, this team's looking really good. And there are times where, you know, maybe not as well. But uh, at the end of the day, like going into senior, like what are, what are you kind of thinking? What are your expectations? expectations from yourself and then ultimately I mean these are girls you grew up with that uh, you know you spent a lot of hours and time with and so um, there's got to be a, a certain feeling of just being able to have one last hurrah with them as well for sure yeah definitely I had my mindset on like winning state again my senior year I knew Marion was going to be really good um, they had a bunch of really good players so, like that was always the team I'm like we can do it like we can beat them but um so yeah, just my best friend, you know, was a senior too with me and we played basketball growing up. Like you said, we'd be in the backyard too, shooting together. So it was just like a really fun year to know, like you said, it was really special um, trying to go out with these girls and win a game. I just remember like every single day after practice, um, I would go home, eat dinner and then go back to the gym and shoot with my dad. Like there just wasn't a day I was going to miss. Um, school was canceled like the week or the two days before our substate game because of snow. So I remember my dad and I drove to like the godfathers across the street from our high school parking lot because it was all snowed in and we just like sledded down the hill to get to the gym in our snow boots to shoot because I'm not missing a day. So just like that determination to, you know, be the best I could be for my teammates. So well, and then you mentioned Marion. So then you you found yourself up against Marion in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, they must have, they kind of put it to you. 75-54, it looks like. Yeah. And so uh, a good squad there. But uh, do you remember what happened in the championship? So they lost to North Scott by one. Uh, do you remember yep. do you remember what? Obviously, North Scott was pretty good that year, too. What What do you remember about that? I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, I remember because I was at that game. Um, they North Scott had a post, Grace Buffelli. She plays at UNI now. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. plays yeah. against. Um, and I'm she was just like a force in the middle. So she had a great game, you know, led their team to state, which was cool, obviously, for them to do. And then I'm guessing, I don't know if this is correct, but when we played Marion, they were like lights out from three because they had a lot of great shooters. Um, so maybe like their shot was off a little bit and they just didn't have an answer for her down low. So two very, very good teams though, for sure. Yeah, both those teams were, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned um, a little bit about earlier on in um, you know your athletic career uh, where you know you may have noticed that, hey, Hey, this basketball thing is probably, is probably the best route for me to take. Um, you know, seventh graders mentioned, you know, freshman year, obviously with the all tournament team that, uh, um, probably expands your recruiting, uh, when that stuff happens. So when did you, you know, when did you start getting recruited? I know, obviously, obviously these days it starts way earlier than when Brian and I were, were, uh, in high mm-hmm. school, but when do you remember, you know, starting to talk to coaches, starting to get letters or emails, whatever that looked like? Yeah. I remember starting to get letters and emails when I was in eighth grade, maybe like towards the end of my seventh grade year, cause I played up on the eighth grade team. So, um, got a lot of letters more eighth grade year for sure. And then I remember getting my first offer, um, this like February of my freshman year. So like just after high school basketball season or just during, or maybe it was right after basketball season. Yeah. yeah. Who was, who was that first offer? It was from Drake. Drake. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. very cool very cool yeah. um so uh you know with obviously there's a long high school career there too um were there any cool visits or or maybe aspects of some visits that you're like wow this this is really awesome yeah um I would say probably the cool one of the coolest visits I went on was at Kansas State um their basketball arena was really cool and I just remember they were one of the first schools that emailed and we're like, we want like Megan to come here and do this. So like, just, mm-hmm. you know, when it's one of the first schools that does that, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like it's kind of getting real. Yeah. So I just right. remember that visit being really cool. and like sticking out to me. So Manhattan though, what were your thoughts, overall thoughts on Manhattan? Yeah. I mean, um, gosh, I was probably in like eighth grade when I went on this visit. But... So I'll, I'll say one thing. So man, Manhattan itself is pretty cool, but like, uh-huh. You're driving out there and it is a lot of nothing. And then you take a right and you're like, okay, we're still nothing. And then you're like, oh, what's this? And then it's pretty good, but you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. That is so true. Yeah. I feel like no offense to the Kansas people out there, but I feel like that's a lot of what that state is. I'm sure a lot of people would say that about Iowa too, but yeah. Right. It, it was a little yeah. different, but Kansas State's cool. I mean, uh, uh-huh. campus, is, campus is pretty cool. That would have been yeah. a especially as an eighth grader, that would have been uh, a cool place to kind of right. try to figure out, geez, what's this going to look like? Exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In that process, um, did did you have a plan as far as, you know, hey, I want to make a decision as quick as I can, or, hey, I'm going to play this out as long as I can so I make the right decision. Where was your head at when, uh, uh, when it comes to that? Yeah, I would say I probably didn't think about it as much as I should have. Um, I was more just like really thrilled to – you know, seeing that my dreams and everything that I work for was kind of like, I was actually going to have an opportunity to do that. So I grew up um, like a lifelong Hawkeye fan. Like I went to football games with my parents when I was like two years old, they had season tickets, saw my sister go there, um, knew my brother was going to go to medical school there. So I'm like, gosh, like I'd be around my family. So that's ultimately where that decision came from. And yeah, I definitely still enjoyed like my two years there a lot. So yeah. Mm-hmm. How big, uh, how big was Mackenzie in that, um, in your, your school, um, or in, in obviously the choice that you had? Yeah, I would say she, 
she was um pretty influential but she never like tried to be like you have to come here like you need I want you to come here and like it really was a lot down to like Iowa Iowa State and Drake and I was really like leaning towards Iowa State and like I said my family has only really ever known the Hawkeyes so Mm -hmm. she could have easily been like oh no like don't do that don't do that but she was like gonna be supportive of me no matter where I went so so how big how big an impact does playing that attack and going to Ames and kind of living the Ames life for your entire childhood does that have on being like you know what I grew up a Hawkeye but maybe this Ames cycling thing could could work mm-hmm. yeah no I it really did like I don't think I would ever like I probably would have cried my parents made me wear an Iowa State shirt to school when I was in like elementary school I was like no way I'm doing that like heck no but then going to Ames and our, like the attack facility is right across the street from Iowa State's practice facility. And so like going there and then Lindsay Fenley um, used to like do workouts a lot. So I'd always work out with her and just like knowing how much she loves Iowa State and like I admired her. So I was like, maybe, maybe this could be the place for me. And so um, at the very end of it, how many how many scholarship offers did you have? Um, I had. Do you recall? I think I had five and I committed my sophomore year. So I, I committed pretty sophomore. early. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and you mentioned a couple things, you know, obviously your family is going to be there, but um, you also mentioned that, you know, Iowa state was pretty high on the list. What, what, uh, what were some other aspects that made Iowa city the place you needed to be? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say just growing up and, um, going to Iowa City all the time, you know, it kind of felt like that home away from home. My aunt lives there. Um, I just always grew up going to their football games and tailgating with not just my immediate family, but like extended family as well. So I think that was a big had a big impact on me and just kind of like knowing or feeling like I knew what like the Hawkeye way was because I kind of grew yeah. up around it. So, well, how big? Uh, how, sorry, how big of a I mean, that's something where, you know, you committed as a sophomore and trying to make that decision at that young of an age. um, I mean, just being so influenced by all things like black and gold, even, and and then having the opportunity to go play, like, even if it's maybe not the ideal or best fit in the future, like it just, at that moment had to just be like, yeah, this is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One that you hit the nail on the head right there. Like definitely just in that moment, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is my, like, this has been my dream. So yeah, for sure. Well, maybe on the flip side of that, then what, uh, what about Iowa state made a lifelong Hawkeye fan? Um, I guess consider them, um, at all. Cause like you said, you know, we're in the Cardinal and gold as in a youngster, may have made mm-hmm. you cry so what uh <laughs> what made you consider that yeah um I would say so funny that my mom actually went to Iowa State but she always claims my dad brainwashed us um <laughs> from a young age so she never even stood a chance and then obviously once Mackenzie went to Iowa it was she wasn't gonna try to support her cardinal and gold anymore but I would say for me the biggest influence was probably just Lindsay like I said working out with her and I got to know their coaching staff pretty well and um I just like every time I talked to coach Fenley and their assistants like they just were great people and always made me feel like I was a priority so like that always kind of stands out to you too when you feel like you're wanted at a place and uh, not that I didn't or I did grow up a lot going to Iowa City for 
the Hawkeyes and I grew up a lot going to Ames but not for the Cyclones but like you said like once you're in that environment and you're around it a lot you're like oh this is a great town like still close to home things like that so yeah so after the decision was made um how did that um I guess how did that change your mindset was that a big weight lifted off your shoulders or you know as you kind of mentioned you know maybe you weren't uh maybe it, it, it you know wasn't such a big deal in your mind what did uh, what was that feeling like after you made that decision to go to Iowa City yeah, once I committed, it kind of what does feel like a weight off your shoulder. You know, you can go to tournaments and just have a lot more fun because you don't have to feel like you're under all this pressure and you can kind of just like focus on the game rather than focus on like, oh gosh, I hope like my shots go in, blah, 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 like all this and that. So um, yeah, it was fun to just have that. And I feel like that was part of the reason why I wanted to commit so early just to like get it out of the way, which in hindsight is probably not the way to look at things, but yeah, it was it was a weight off my shoulder for sure. So then, once you get uh, get down to Iowa City, did you go? Um, did you go early, or when did you when did you actually get on campus? Nope. So I went June um, after I graduated June sixth, and I went June eighth. So it was like a wow. very quick turnaround. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Goodbye, summer. Um, yep. <laughs> and so getting getting down to Iowa City, then what was uh, what do you remember about like kind of the first couple of days and. Uh, your first introduction into college basketball? Yeah, it was definitely, um, I didn't know basketball could be so not complicated, but had so much behind it and all these little decisions. I learned more than I probably ever could have imagined. And just that summer alone, and then moving on into my freshman year and sophomore year, um, I had a great experience with my teammates, you know, like a lot of my lifelong best friends um, that I'm still like in touch with today, which is awesome. And then the coaches also had a like big influence on me, you know, coach Bluter is a hall of fame coach. Um, just really cool to be able to like learn, um, behind her and under her and things like that. Yeah. And so what, what was your, uh, what do you remember like your welcome to the big 10 moment? Did you have a moment <laughs> where you kind of came out? Um, and was like, oh, I man. just feel like, uh, my, I can remember my welcome to the big 10 moment. I was playing, we were practicing and I was guarding Kathleen Doyle who ended up winning big 10 player of the year, her senior year. And I was a freshman and she was like coming in transition and I tried to guard her and she just like plowed me over in like two seconds. And I was like, Oh my God. Yep. Here we go. So yeah, never, never forget that. I can like see it in my head. Yeah. We all have that moment. Yeah. Yep. That's right. That, uh, that is uh, not an uncommon story, but that's great. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's good. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, um, you know, speaking highly of your time and opportunity to learn and grow uh, as a player uh, in Iowa City, um, ultimately then what, what kind of led to not only the change, but uh, got you back here to Des Moines and, and got you at Drake? Yeah, um, I think, like you said, I can't really say like a bad thing about Iowa or my experience there. I definitely will cherish those two years forever, but um, just like knowing kind of what was best for me in my case scenario, you know, I just like love basketball so much and I love competing that I just knew um what would work best for me is to transfer and in the back of my mind and like kind of throughout the towards the end of that year I just knew I still obviously wanted to stay close to home Drake was my first offer um they're always kind of on the back of my mind like I love the style of play they have here and so uh that definitely is what ultimately led me to end up here and I'm very thankful for it (laughs) Absolutely. And, uh, definitely, uh, definitely could use some shooting as well. Um, new staff too, right. Cause so, cause you would have came in, you came in with Allison, right? So you yep. guys, 
So coming over, um, new school, new staff. I mean, just a lot of, lot of changes. Um, you know, not, not that you were starting over. Obviously, Allison's been here forever, and so it's not something that uh, is a com complete revamp. But uh, you know, like you said, you guys were young. You brought in some freshmen. You brought in some new kids. Some kids transferred mm -hmm. out. Um, and so, what was, what was the last year, kind of the start of the year, and everybody trying to kind of fit these pieces into place? Um, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah, um, it definitely was a lot different trying like you said trying to fit those pieces into place um definitely much more of a challenge you know for her especially she's coming in trying to like make her system out of a system that's already in place and that's really successful and then you have all these new kids so um to try to teach them in her different way so definitely a challenge but like still crazy to think that we won 20 games with all those new things um like that's an impressive start I think she was might have been the first coach to ever do that in her first season. So like really, really awesome. Well, and even too going back, uh, looking here quick. Um, I remember this too. I actually watched this game. So you guys opened up with a uh, with an awesome win at Creighton. Um yep. and so or sorry, verse Creighton. It was at Bruce your place. Creighton, yeah. Yep. Um so 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 what do you what do you remember about that experience? Obviously, Creighton would go on to Put, put themselves together a great little year, but coming out and uh, uh, getting that win and seeing the nap and kind of having that experience had to, had to be a lot of fun for you guys. Yeah, it was really fun to just like run out in the nap. Um, and like the stands were, had a lot of people and I'm pretty packed and uh, being able to get that win was really fun. And just being able to like play in a game, like a full game for the first time since I was like a senior in high school, was just like, I was so excited and it was just like really, really fun. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad you bring that out because how big a difference did that make for you? Because now all of a sudden you're logging, I mean, you're logging heavy minutes, you're 30 plus minutes, um, you know, which obviously, you know, you were probably about half that while your time at Iowa. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so how big of a difference, I mean, by, by the time games come around, you're a little bit used to it. But I would, I would imagine those first couple games, you know, you're getting 30 plus minutes and you go Creighton, a really good South Dakota team, Iowa State. And then um, I want to get to that next game here in just a minute. But uh, what was that like for you guys to for you personally to come out and start logging heavy minutes? Yeah, it was definitely like I felt like I had to get not my shot back, but like get the feeling back of like you know, you scrimmage in practice and like you're shooting in game like situations, but just like that speed and like the quickness and the tempo and the rhythm. So I feel like it took me a couple of games to kind of like get that back under my belt. But once you get used to those minutes and like your role on the team and more comfortable with every game that moves on in progress. Um, yeah, it just was a lot of fun and definitely felt more comfortable each and every game. Well, and you guys, too, from a team aspect of trying to kind of, like you mentioned, figure out your roles, um, you know, some get some of the younger girls some experience and kind of figure mm -hmm. out rotations and where everyone's going to kind of fall in, um, you know, who where you're at defensively, what you need to do. Um, I mean, there was there was a lot uh, of moving parts for you guys last year. Like you said, you ended up winning um, 20 games. It was a very successful season. You'd have um, some games in which that I was really impressed. You guys looked really well. You shot the ball well. You know, when, when Grace plays well, you guys, um, the things go really well. Um, and then you'd hit some stretches where you like, you'd drop a couple games in a row, like two or three. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, you know, like you'd lose to a, a game or two that you probably shouldn't have. Um, mm -hmm. And so it felt like a little bit of a roller coaster. How did you guys kind of come together and weather some of those storms to, you know, continue to kind of, understand that this is a process and uh, this is, is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. 
Right. Yeah. I think you um, kind of nailed it there with it was a roller coaster of a season. You know, we go home before Christmas break and we like beat Minnesota by a lot, you know, play a great team game against them, go home, come back. And we start off conference against Indiana state. Who's usually at the bottom and um, end up losing it at home. So that's just like, Oh crap. Like this, that's not a good way to start things, you know, like thinking you're going to win and just kind of like a little bit of reality check that we need to start things over. And then I think that kind of just spiraled us into having a not so good January. Um, but then, yeah, come like end of February, March, I think we really started to put things together and just realize like practice is like where you win games, where you win conference championships and just like bringing it every day, um, focusing on that. And then uh, I just think like that's finally it stinks that it happened so late and like you'd think it would happen earlier because you do play a lot of games in basketball. But I think that's finally when we started meshing and realizing our roles and um, getting more comfortable with everything and the speed of the game. So. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think I would have to look at this to confirm, Adam. But I think we had um, I think we had Grace on like right after February, like first part of February. Um, and so we we gave ourselves some credit for your guys' run that you went on after she was <laughs> she was on because I I think I gave her a hard time because I brought my I brought my daughter to the pink game um, against okay. Valparaiso for, yeah. for, for her birthday. Um, and you guys were pretty much in control of that game for most of it. And then things got away in the second half. And yeah. I told her, I was like, that's not a team you should lose to. And yep. uh, so I, I gave her a hard time. So I'm going to give you a hard time about uh, everybody there wearing our pink yeah. and then uh, dropping that one. But yeah. um, not fun to, to but like back. like you said, though, you answered. You guys came back. Um, and then I, I told her, too. I'm like, towards the end of the year, I'm like, not a team I'd want to see in the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's a lot of where you guys are going to pick up this year. Right. Uh, everybody's kind of got a little more experience and kind of figured out these rotations and where everybody needs to be at. But um, uh, so I skipped over it early. But one of your so one of your preseason or your early your non-con games, um, an opportunity for a rematch or a matchup with uh, the black and gold and they got scared <laughs> and went ahead and just canceled it. We don't yeah. Want to here. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, um, yeah, I was looking forward to that game. Uh, obviously I was really good that year, but like you said, being able to go back and play and Carver and just um, like run through those tunnels again, but this time, like as an underdog and as the opposing team, like that's just a feeling that I love. Like I love being the opposing team. So um Definitely was sad that one got canceled. Yeah, that uh, and I, at that time too, like I said, I, I know that you guys, um, like I said, you beat that a good Creighton team early um, and uh, dropped the, your game to Iowa State. Actually, yeah, I was at that game too. Um, you guys mm-hmm. hung around um, for the Iowa State game and then come, I mean, that team was obviously really good too. Right. Um, their athleticism kind of took over, but was didn't know what Iowa was going to have. So I was definitely excited for that game and obviously the COVID the COVID mm-hmm. bug uh, hit hit them like it ha- seems to happen to everybody. But um, and so, what do you think now? You're kind of as you're coming through this basketball career, you've 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 picked it up. Um, you're kind of figuring things out. Your role, your different stops of where you've been, the different levels, different speeds. What do you think has probably changed the most, or something that you've realized? um that maybe you were oblivious to when when you were younger or in high school was something about the game or your game individually in which that you feel like you've just developed such a better understanding um yeah I would say two things like one in basketball one kind of outside of basketball but within basketball 
I would say just like being able to be more of a threat attacking the basket and just how uh, that opens things up for you, like to get shots um, moving without the ball. Also with that, um, I think that's a really big thing in college because in high school, you can kind of just like, you know, like hit him with crossover and like you're at the rim, like it's really not. But then once you get to college, you're like, oh gosh, yeah, that's not working on this really good defender, this really athletic defender. So just being able to like move away from the ball, set screens, um, like fast feet, I'm lucky that I was taught at a young age to have like a quick release. I feel very thankful that I've never really had to like try to change that because in high school, you could probably get away with having like a slower shot because you have a lot more time. But once you get to the college level, you know, it's like if you have a window of opportunity, like you're not going to get it all the time. So you kind of got to catch and shoot. So that um, is definitely something I've really noticed about myself is just um, having that quick release. But I would say also, just valuing relationships so much. I feel like, you know, you're growing up, you're playing AAU, you're so focused on yourself and how you can be the best version of you and like try to get to this college level and accomplish all these goals you have. But it's just like the bottom line is it's all about the people you're surrounded with and just um, like seeing things outside of basketball. Like that's what's so fun about college, not to ramble, but just like you see, like you do so many things with your teammates outside of basketball, you know, like tomorrow night we're all going to movie as a team um we have like team dinners at our house just things like that so definitely relationships and seeing things outside of basketball is really important and that's huge that uh you're at this point and you are starting to realize that because a lot of a, a lot of people and I think even Adam and I will attest to this it's like you realize that like after like you're five mm-hmm. years removed and you're like man like there's so my there's so my boys I still talk to them like you know they were in my wedding like all that stuff like right. you still have those relationships but it's like I don't know man I took a lot of that for granted and so the fact yeah. that like you're in the heat of it and you're starting to process that it's it's really mature and, and awesome to hear mm-hmm. um from from a playing standpoint do you feel like you're now to that point where is the game slowing down a little bit for you or are you starting to see a lot more things um you know especially from a you know you talked about finding kind of space and shooter and relocating and being ready and feet ready and all that stuff are, are you starting to um is that starting to kind of come to you a lot easier a lot quicker you're starting to see yeah. opportunities definitely it comes it's way more natural now like um freshman year you know you're playing against the gray squad and you're getting every single pass you throw tipped and you're like oh my gosh am I like what is wrong with me (laughs) like this has never happened before but then you get um like to your senior year and I just feel like I can like see the pass before the play's even happening or like see where my feet are before I'm even there and so yeah like you said it just slows down so much it not that it becomes easier but it's just so much more like um, second nature, you know, once you're in these practices year round and you're playing games and getting that experience. Yeah, it makes a, it makes a big difference. It's definitely not easier. You just, like you said, you're able to see it and maybe anticipate things a little bit more. You you can feed off of that past experience that, uh, that you've had. Um, uh, but how big is the footwork for you, especially for shooters, um, and being able to, uh, you know, have your feet set and squared, ready to go, you know, be down and ready to catch and shoot. I think that's one of the other things too, that especially when you watch at the lower levels, or like you said, in high school, you can, you can catch and you can get your feet ready and then you can line it up and you can shoot it. Where at this level, you're getting pushed, you're getting shoved, you're in a full sprint and now you need to knock down a shot. So how big is the footwork for you as a shooter? Yeah. Footwork is definitely something that's really big. You know, you kind of you kind of have to have quick feet. Um, just being able, like you said, like you're in a full sprint, then you got to stop and pop, um, shoot that. So 
I think that just comes down to like repetition um, and just like getting used to that. That's I think AAU definitely helps with that um, rather than if you're just playing high school ball, then you don't really have to, but you're playing against that high competition, fast competition all the time, like in summer. So, but yeah, quick feet is definitely something that's really important because that's like the foundation of your shot. If your feet aren't square, like the chances of your shot going in are much lower. Well, AU, they don't call anything. So that's right. You get used to that pretty quick. Um, <laughs> all right. Last one. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be done at least for a minute here, but um, what's the free throw routine? What do you, what do you do with the line? Yeah. So I, they, they throw me the ball and I just like hold it and take a deep breath um tell myself like cool calm collected and then dribble three times and then shoot it are you pretty simple that's good no that's good are you toe are you toe on the nail or what do you do i am toe i never look at the nail but i know there's a nail there but i'm toe just on like the the line that cuts the lane in half okay yeah even though some not all courts have that but that's just i just put my foot in the middle well, well, that's what, yeah, that's, that's where <laughs> yeah. the nail's at. That's why yeah. you got right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess uh, with we're talking about routines, what does a what does a typical shooting workout look like for you? Are you a I shoot X amount of shots, or are you time? Um, are you on a timeline that you have to get in? What does that look like? Yeah, um, I would say I'm definitely. I need to make X amount of shots, whether it's like a day where I have an off day out of season and it's just like you can make like 250 or like now it'd be like make 100 or make 50 after practice or before practice um i'm definitely not a time person i have always been makes because i just like to know how many i make and count that when i when i do that but i like to start with you know some stationary stuff just to get the rhythm down but then um towards the end do off the off the move and get your footwork underneath underneath me what what changes after a bad shooting night um after a bad shooting day it's just kind of eats it at you a little bit that's why in high school like I just could I was almost like superstitious to the point where if I like couldn't miss a day without extra shooting or like I feel like I was just getting worse so I think that's something I've had to adjust to being in college is knowing that you can't go to the gym every day and shoot all these shots because you have school you have other obligations so just being able to have that confidence without doing that if that makes sense yeah well and you mentioned too i mean taking care of your body too make sure right. your legs are rested make yeah. sure like you know there's a fine line between making sure that your peak performance and uh, mm-hmm. you know and everything is is ready to go so that's Very that's true. good yeah yeah um well here after uh after you hang them up what's next for uh what's next for you after basketball yeah, um, still kind of trying to figure that out. Which, are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I but, still am. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm a psychology major. So, uh, but I take a lot of like business classes. So I think so. I'll graduate in May, and then um, goal is probably like working in HR at some company. I um, I like to work with people, and I like you know kind of to be on the move. So something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought you wanted to, I thought you wanted to be a pro surfer or something. Wasn't that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's the dream. That's oh, okay. the we all want to yeah. do that too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. well, good. So, um, so is coaching in the, in the future at all, or isn't that uh, something you're interested in? Yeah, that's something I definitely would be interested in. Uh, my mom, you know, biggest supporter always says that I'd be a great coach, but um, if I did coach, I think it'd probably be, I would love to coach like younger kids and like um, AAU, you know, attack 
they always have a lot of players coming back. So I think that'd be something I would really enjoy. Um, I do love coach. Like we, we have kids camp at Drake, um, like pretty much the whole month of June. And I love coaching those little girls and just like seeing their eyes light up when they make a shot and things like that. It just feels really rewarding. So I could see myself doing that or um, eventually like coaching high school, like being like a volunteer assistant or something like that. Well, awesome. That is mm-hmm. great. Um, well, hey, uh, it, it's been great to learn a little bit more about you, learn, learn a little bit more about your background. Um, but we like to end our, our episodes with a little section we call rapid fire. Uh, okay. Brian's going to hit you with a couple of questions uh, about hoops and not about hoops. Uh, so be ready for that. But uh, you just tell us what comes to the top of your head. Perfect. All righty. I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> All right. Here we go. First one we always lead with um, favorite visiting gym or arena you've had the opportunity to play in. Uh, favorite visiting. I like playing at Indiana. Indiana. Oh, yeah. 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 The Hoosiers. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. kind of a legendary stadium arena yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's a good one. I wondered if you were, what about in the Valley? Where do you like to in go? The in the Valley? Valley? Definitely Missouri state because they get a lot of fans and they kind of like yell at you. So that's, I like that. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. It does. Uh-huh. What about, uh, what about this? there you go. What about in the CIML? CIML, I would say I did not like the Ankeny gyms. I always shot really bad there. Um, too, too new. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, the running came out too hard. They they didn't have the shooters bounce. Um, I would say probably Valley. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's because it's not new. That's uh, right. Exactly. And and it's got a little. uh, It's got a little your gym vibe to it too. You know, so I mean, it feels like Mason City, which. I think I think maybe it was just this winter, Adam. I think I tweeted out Mason City is a sneaky good gym. They I, like if we were including our own team, I would Mason City. I loved our gym. I That's really good. liked it. Yeah, for for the school or the athletics that we have, um, I would say we have a really good gym. The gym is good, and it has been. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the brick. I mean, it's been it's a it's a cool place to go. They I know back in my day, like you guys, you hosted like sub state stuff over there all the time, mm-hmm. um, and so it's a it's a good gym. It's uh it's definitely withstand the test of time too. For so. sure. Um, all right. Why number 11? Um, I really don't have, like, there's no player I grew up watching that was number 11 that I loved, but there's just something about it. I just love the way it looks. I love the one, one, you know, the sticks. Sometimes people call me that as a nickname. Um, (laughs) I just really like 11. That's always been my favorite number. So in high school, we, we didn't have odd numbers, so I had to default to 10, but it was, it was the closest one to 11. So yeah that works that works good um favorite sports movie favorite sports movie i would say remember the titans i'm Mm -hmm. i'm I'm a little surprised at how often that actually comes up on the podcast (laughs) i mean i am but i'm you know yes and no i mean obviously it's a great movie like i totally get it but uh yeah that's a that's a good one Mm -hmm. um who's the who's the greatest women's basketball player of all time Greatest women's basketball player of all time. I'm going to have to say Maya Moore. Just, I know she doesn't play anymore. And she called her WNBA career a little short, but I just grew up loving watching her play at UConn. Like I just, every time she was on the court, it was insane. Yeah. Could make anything happen. She was, mm-hmm. she was good. I, you're I, not as a shooter, but your, your style and passing a little, I thought I was Sue, Sue Bird is where I thought you were going with. That. Oh, okay. But, yeah. 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 But I can see the, see the uh-huh. zombies there, but um, best pizza in Iowa. 
Pagliais in Iowa City. Mm, good, good I don't choice. even know if that's how you pronounce it. Pagliais, maybe, but that's the best. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, between that and Wigan Pan. Right. Um, yeah, you got it figured out. Um, <laughs> game day game day routine or superstition that you have to do? Uh, game day routine. I So we go to shoot around come back I shower and then I put like my uniform on right away a lot of my teammates think that's really weird but I have to put it on right away and then go eat pregame meal in my uniform and then I take a pregame nap in my uniform no so way. yeah wow. <laughs> always wow. have to get the nap in yeah <laughs> so <laughs> all right I'm trying to put this through. so you so you eat and nap in your uniform like full uniform like shorts and top Short or just socks. the top Shorts, no. socks, and warm up. <laughs> Everything. Oh, Everything. warm up too. Wow. Yeah. So, this so you're great. like, so it, <laughs> this is awesome. I love this. So, like, if you, so if you happen to oversleep, you could sprint to nap and just like take your sweatshirt off. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Then I, that way I don't have to change twice. I'm like, I don't want to put on shorts. Yeah. But I don't have to change it out of again anyway. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Did yeah. you do? Did, it, did you, do that in high school you couldn't have done that in high school because nope. you, you didn't have your jerseys and stuff didn't have so. our jerseys yeah, yeah but or have time to nap but ever since i got to college i'd always take a nap yeah and it's funny like individuals who haven't played played college basketball or college sports they're like you take a nap for a game it's like yeah you have to i guess right. it's, it's a long it's, day it, it's a need you have to take yes. a nap for a game and like sounds so weird to other people right yeah if you try to like focus on the game for too long like you're just gonna burn yourself out so it's my little little relaxation yeah well and all the guys in i mean in the league they all do it too like they have a regimented like nap time like yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) um what's your uh what's your favorite basketball shoe all-time favorite basketball shoe um i love the katie's yeah he's always kind of been like my favorite NBA player but I just in high school and throughout AAU and um while I was at Iowa the KDs are always been my favorite yeah KDs are good I've had a I've had a few pairs um I've really liked I liked Mm -hmm. what I mean he kind of was really one of the first ones with the low tops too that was like heavy low tops I mean Kobe's KDs they were kind of all right there starting to go the lows Uh um and his the first couple ones were so light. His last couple ones are getting a little heavy. I know, obviously, you guys, you're wearing Adidas now. I get it. Right. But, like, the the KDs, getting a little heavy, man. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, good thing I got out at the right time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I already lacked foot speed. We can't have heavy shoes here. Let's go. So, Same. Same. Um, all right, so I know we kind of we kind of hyped up Taco Tico a little bit, but back in Mason City, where is, like, actually the best place to go and get something to eat? I would have to say Pasta Bella. Mm. Uh, probably wasn't around when you were in Algona, but it's like a very good Italian restaurant. It has all the pastas, um, good pizza. So that's definitely my favorite spot. Now, have you been back to Pasta Bella since you've been to Italy? I have not. <laughs> okay, we would yeah. love stay tuned. We might see. Right. We'd love to hear a review on that. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very good point. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. We'll we'll put it on the list though. That's for sure. Um, all right, who uh, who should our next guest on the podcast be? Who would be good? I would say if you haven't talked to Katie Denebeer, she'd probably have a lot of good things to say. That's it's funny you say that. I actually said that to Adam the other day. I'm like, uh, from yep. what I can tell from social media, I think Katie's gonna have to be on the list. So. Yeah, no, she's, <laughs> she's awesome. She'd be she'd be fun to have on. 
Perfect. Well, last one, Megan, we'll get you out of here. But uh, what, uh, what's the best thing about having the opportunity to put on that blue and white, even if it's a few hours before the game? Um, what's the best thing about being a Drake Bulldog? Uh, yeah, the best thing about being Drake Bulldog is just, um, you know, our team, our culture, everybody just we want the best for each other. And it's just like really fun going to practice every day and knowing like you're playing with like your 12 or 13 best friends. I just absolutely love that. And then um, we just get great community support in the NAP Center. It's so fun to run out of that tunnel and see, you know, the blue, like the president of our university goes to our games and he tweets things. So I just feel like it's such a great sports community and everybody cares a lot about women's basketball, which is also just really, really cool. Yeah, well, great. Well, we're excited to follow you guys this year and uh, wish you guys the best of success. We appreciate you taking some time jumping on um, with us. Best of luck here. Enjoy your fall break here. And I know you got a couple of days off um, and back into the school grind as well. And uh, yeah. good luck the rest of the year. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, it was great to meet you, Megan. It was, yeah. like I said earlier, awesome to learn a little bit more about you. Um, excited to watch some Bulldog basketball this winter. So best of luck. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.